Hello, and welcome to the unofficial official story. My name is Koji, and I am the expert in quotes, of course. Yes, and I'm Dwayne, the funny cynic. And I'm Jennifer, the curious one. In each episode, we're going to take a look at the paranormal, conspiracies, unexplained phenomena, cryptids, and even true crime. And by the end, we'll tell you what really happened. This season, we'll be covering a diverse range of topics from Bigfoot, 9-11, Roswell, Disembodied Feet, the connection between the CIA, Contras, Kraken gangs, and even fun topics like, did Babe Ruth really call his shot? So please, 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 how many times I got to say it, please, I'm begging you, subscribe to the unofficial official story wherever you normally get your podcasts from. Welcome back to Mothman is Our Friend. I'm Megan. And I'm Nicole. And today I'm going to be talking about auras. So what is an aura? Most people, if they're listening to the podcast especially, probably know what an aura is. But Wikipedia defines it as as paranormal and, quote, a colored emanation said to enclose a human body or any animal or object. Mm. Yeah. So animals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Aura. These would be wild (laughs) beautiful (laughs) (laughs) um so the person who's credited with bringing auras to popularity is charles webster leadbeater he lived kind of a wild life he was born in 1854 and his dad died when he was eight Mm -hmm. then the family lost their money because the bank they had their savings in went bankrupt and Mm so leadbeater basically went to work right after high school which honestly i feel like Back then was pretty good because yeah, it, that's doesn't, say. <laughs> yeah. it does not say he dropped out. It says he graduated. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's doing. I thought you were going to say that he started work at the age of eight. Like once yeah. he's there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. Yeah. That's when I read it. I was like, I'm impressed that he yeah. was able to do that, especially like when they lost all their money. Um So eventually his uncle ordained him as an Anglican priest and he was a priest for a while, but then he heard that there's this dude named Daniel home who was out holding seances and he was like, cool, I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm going to go look at that now. That sounds a lot better. Yeah. Honestly, that's a mood. I would be doing that too. (laughs) If I was a priest and then someone was doing a seance, I'd be like, we know. So Uh, He started getting interested in spiritualism. He ended up joining the Theosophical Society. Okay. Mm -hmm. Theosophy has a lot of definitions. According to Wikipedia, it's a religion. According to Britannica, it's an occult movement. And according to Merriam-Webster, it's a teaching about God and the world based on mystical insight. Mm -hmm. Then I also saw some other places that just called it a philosophy. So... It all can be place. anything you want it to be. It's dealer's choice. <laughs> it really is. I, that is in my notes. Quite literally, <laughs> I wrote dealer's choice. <laughs> um, okay, so Bloodbeater becomes the pupil of Helena Blavatsky, who is basically the creator of the whole Theosophy Society. Uh, then he ends up asking this guy, Kumi, if he can be his pupil. Mm-hmm. And that guy is like, yeah, whatever. So 
that guy, Kirihumi, is actually another founder of the Theosophical Society. Okay. Nowhere does it say that Leadbeater is a founder. Okay. <laughs> so, so I feel bad for the guy because I feel like he's just like bouncing around to all these people who are yeah. starting this movement. And yep. he, he, I don't know. Does he not want credit? Is he oblivious? Right. <laughs> He's telling them all his ideas, not realizing that they're like, like yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, they're like fishing. He's like, you know, I have some ideas. I think that this is going on. And they're like, that's crazy. <laughs> I just jotted it down in the stamp. I feel bad for him. But uh, in 1885, he travels with another guy whose name is Henry Olcott. And as, as this story has been going, Olcott is credited as the first president of the Theosophical Society. <laughs> <laughs> and Ludbeter does become a headmaster at this English Buddhist academy that they mm. start together. Okay. So... He does have that going for him. So again, I'm like, does he just, is he like, I don't want to, I don't want all that. Just make me a headmaster. I'll chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'll out there. I don't I want the rest. That's the worst position. I, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever want to be a headmaster either. You know what? Sorry. <laughs> As a kid reading Harry Potter, I thought the headmasters like, weren't real. And then it was like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like a fantasy trope. <laughs> yes, and then I think I was in high school and I realized that uh, like head boys and head girls and perfects or whatever were like in British schools. <laughs> that was a just Harry Potter thing. And I was like, oh, weird. That's so yeah. weird. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know. I, I don't know that I knew that they were a thing for a long time, but I also didn't read Harry Potter for. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I re recently read it because I was writing an article about it, and I was like, "This is clearly a child." Like, this is sorry, everyone, if you're a Harry Potter, but there are a lot of issues. But it is also like, oh, this reads yep. like a Roald Dahl book. Like, I I see, got yeah. it, yeah, yeah. I again, I think I read them the most recently. I again, I've never made it past. Goblet of Fire, but sure, valid. <laughs> yeah, the last time I read it was in 2016, mm. and yeah, I remember it. I okay, here's my Harry Potter experience. Mm -hmm. I was reading it on the beach to my friend in a British <laughs> accent fun. because I was drunk. I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to read Harry Potter, actually. Yeah, I was drinking vodka out of one of those like big sippy cup things on the beach so that was a good time for everybody involved um anyway yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh in in 1886 leadbeater starts saying he's clairvoyant mm -hmm. and during this time he writes a lot of books like a lot <laughs> a lot of books um and some of these included the human aura okay so all of that to say that he is generally the one who's credited with bringing auras like to the mainstream scene. Um, 
but I do feel like he lived quite the life and I'm just curious about yeah. why he's why he was just always the bridesmaid. He also claimed that, quote, most men came from Mars, but advanced men came from the moon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? He can't drop that piece of knowledge. <laughs> he knows something we don't. I'm gonna start using that if someone has like relationship advice. Well, you know, men are from Mars, but advanced men. Yeah. Are from Anytime a man makes you mad, be like, you are from Mars, buddy. I just know it. You are no moon man. It's not in your dating profile. Moon men only. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put that on hinge. Just say, you must be from moon. <laughs> right next to the picture of me next to the carpeted tub. Uh, man. I thought you were going to say that he came up with the phrase men are for Mars and women are for Venus. And yeah. that's why it really is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not quite. Maybe this is why he was never the founder of anything. <laughs> they all seem to just his ideas like a little bit. <laughs> they were like, what you said, almost there. But when I say it, I'll get it there, so you can't take credit for it. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay. So, auras. Um, basically, Leadbeater thought that your aura changed as you went through moral stages. Uh, and it, they were all kinds of colors and intricate shapes. In 1977, Christopher Hill's writes this book and updates Leadbeater's idea. And he says, no, actually auras are solid colors and they radiate from centers. Mm. Uh, and that got super popular. Um, and then new age writers got a hold of like all of that and they went buck wild. <laughs> and now that's why like, chakras and auras mm -hmm. are linked to things like personality illness feelings mm. and things like that so that is what i thought auras were uh -huh. also <laughs> were like yeah, yeah, personality yeah. and like things I like that so too I, like a mood ring vibe yes that's exactly yeah. what i thought yeah we're gonna get into like aura photography too because that yes, that was that's what that's, I mostly know I've always wanted to do that I just think it looks cool me too and I always yeah. miss out like <laughs> well they are expensive yeah but then like I feel like I always like two weeks late I don't know why my Instagram ads are like two weeks after the fact they're like you could get an appointment in Louisville two weeks ago <laughs> like that's I just seen it like celebrity like I don't know why John Mulaney's wife was like really into it oh at yeah. some point I remember ex-wife it's, oh. <laughs> it's it seems fun and as i'm gonna say later I, I have some some disclaimers in here it's been a while since we've recorded oh yeah so i i don't know how well i've made some points in here but i'll okay. make them again later um but anyway so i found this article on chalk or on auras now mm -hmm. um and it's on healthline.com 
So they spoke to a woman named Christina Lonsdale, who does aura photography. And she says, as human beings, we radiate a very low level of electricity that's otherwise known as an electromagnetic field. Mm -hmm. So if we're into ghost hunting, recognize (laughs) that. Um, I don't, ghosts are able, for people who maybe haven't (laughs) been around ghosts and things like that, um, they're thought to be able to manipulate energy and the electromagnetic fields, I guess, are just like really popping off like all the time. So (laughs) for for them and for auras. Um, But as for aura specifically, Healthline gave an outline for color and placement. This is where things start getting kind of confusing to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not completely sure I understand. Um, because they say that colors have certain traits associated with them, but also that different layers of the body have specific colors. Okay. So I'm not sure where the overlap intertwines. Yeah. Um, but they say red is the root and the physical layer, and it comes from your tailbone and pelvic area. Okay. They say that red means well-grounded, energetic, and strong-willed. Then they say that orange is a sacral layer. I want to tell you again, it's been a while since I've written these notes uh-huh. and I went through them today in parentheses. I have symbolism, question mark, question mark. In <laughs> that's, that's me in college as an English major. <laughs> Every paragraph symbolism, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I could not begin to tell you what I was thinking when I wrote that or what I was supposed to add to the commentary. I also, this is kind of off subject for a second. I had a meeting with my boss today and I had a note in there and I just told her point blank. I was like, I wrote this on Thursday and I don't know what it means because it's Monday today. And I was, it just said, what sinned, where sinned to? (laughs) It's like, I can't begin to tell you what this means. Sorry. If you can decipher it, let me know and I'll get right on it. One little riddle I wrote to myself. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I don't know. If you figure it out, let me know and I'll I'm more than happy to help. <laughs> anyway, so orange is the sacral layer. Uh it's located by your belly button. Um, and the color means adventurous, thoughtful, and considerate. Yellow is the emotional layer. It's at the center of your stomach. Okay, also I'm g- gonna get yelled at again, I feel like by people who know what auras like yeah. who are into auras but i don't know what the difference between your belly button and, and your this, stomach. yeah same i mean maybe in like your literal stomach maybe yeah, yeah. maybe it's or just like intestines yeah i think i'm good maybe i'm not thinking of the 3d i'm just thinking <laughs> of the 2d chart that i always see yeah. so, um but i think no auras and chakras had anything to do with each other I don't think I knew anything about any of this. I think I just saw the pictures really nice. Me too. Me too. And I researched it many, however many months ago, because I was like, the force. Oh. (laughs) I was like, I got it. The force is really just Jesus is what we found out because he was, he was trying to indoctrinate a bunch of kids into Christianity. There's Star Wars. Jesus and midichlorians, little bugs, I guess. <laughs> I read that. I was like, "Oh my gosh, boy, oh George." I don't think that makes anyone want to go to. Ch- I mean, maybe. I mean, 
did it? I don't know. Like, why does it make the force you? If you're Catholic, if you feel compelled, and also with you, I'm gonna say that at Christmas, I have to go to a Christmas service with my yeah. family. Catholic here. church. And, well, it's, it's Baptist. But they say, "Oh no, it's Easter that I'm thinking of." Dang it, I missed my chance. What is it? He is risen. And then you're supposed to say, "He is risen indeed." Back to them. Next time, I'm just gonna say, "May the force be with you." <laughs> They'll love it. Yeah. Be like, get out of here now. Uh, man. Um, okay. Yeah. So yellow, emotional layer, center of your stomach. Color stands for creative, relaxed, and friendly. Okay. Um, green is the astral layer. Comes from your heart. Color is social, communicator, and nurturing. Um, blue is a spiritual layer from the throat. And it's intuitive, spiritual, and free thinking. Indigo and purple are the intuitional layers or third eye, but they had two different meanings for the colors. Um, I could not begin to tell you the difference between indigo and purple. And I, I went to school for that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're like isn't indigo like more bluish, dark bluish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Josh talks about the color chartreuse constantly. He's like, it's pink. It should be pink. Or he'll say, what's the color that I think is pink? And it's not pink. Chartreuse. <laughs> Look, I feel feel that. I feel like there are a lot of colors that you will look up, like the name of, because at least I will. I'll be like, yeah, this color, and I'll look it up, and it is not the color that I thought it was. I'm like, this is wrong (laughs) um so indigo is curious spiritually connected gentle but purple is wise intellectual and independent Mm. um yeah i i i'm trying to understand the the meshing of like Mm. colors and areas um yeah in my notes i literally have the people who do understand and are super into this stuff are screaming at me right now. And yeah. I'm really sorry. In my notes I have, I am really sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in my best estimation, um, I'm saying that I'm, I'm assuming that it's like, you can be ruled by specific layers. Okay. Um, and so like when you get that photo taken or like, if someone says your aura, yeah. it's because that is like your dominant trait, but I guess the other colors are there just not as right or as mm-hmm. uh that may not be right though okay you know? <laughs> it's a good guess it sounds yeah. right so the way that i guess that they they would work together um okay so aura photography uh as we both said earlier uh very interested in i think it's i want to do it i want to yeah. try something i this is where my disclaimer comes in. I am a skeptic believer, mm-hmm. but I am always down to try this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Why not? I yeah. tried. Do you know how many Ouija board experiences I've tried and none of it has worked ever? Yeah. <laughs> I'm too afraid to try that one. <laughs> I just don't. I, I don't know. I, I, I was really, well, twice we didn't have a board we just I mean I'm not sure what we thought we were gonna have in high school we just like wrote down the alphabet and then had a ring we're like anyone here any no it works 
It's Zozo or whoever the one is. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, my grandma used to have one, like, just, I, which is so weird to me. Yeah. She had one. Um, and we, like, played with it as a kid, but I don't, we, I don't think we really knew what my it was. never a lot because my mom grew up Catholic, so I, but uh, she very, very much believes in, like, demon stuff. So that was. No, we do. No, well, that's how I am now. Not because yeah, I'm yeah. Catholic, just because I'm like, <laughs> I am genuinely afraid. Um, so that I do, I don't know. I would say like everything paranormal mm-hmm. is like a spectrum for me. And I'm like, where are, do I fall on each individual spectrum is wildly varying to a point that does not probably make any sense. <laughs> I, I'm like aliens exist. Um, Bigfoot. Yeah, he he exists. Um, but then, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't think there is. I was about to give examples of things that I don't believe in, but I'm yeah, I'm, like open. I believe in most things. I can be convinced. It would not take a lot to convince me of anything, probably, which is probably bad. <laughs> probably reflects <laughs> like works on me than I like than being open minded. Probably. Yeah. Well, I just also like listening to, like, hear, even, like, my mom, I was telling you, my mom had a story that she shared that my uncle had already told me, but I didn't know that happened twice to him. The first time he was in the park running, and when he was, like, 20, this was, like, 1980, and a woman rushed over to him that was translucent, and he realized that she was floating and her feet weren't touching the ground, and he freaked out. But then, I guess, like, a <laughs> month later, he invited his younger sisters on a jog in the same park. <laughs> he was scared he said I'm not I want to do the jog but not by myself and then they were running and my mom was slower than her siblings and then he said oh no it's happening again the lady's back and then he booked it oh like dust. and then my aunt Barbara was also passed and she looked up or like she was running and my mom looked up and she said there was a translucent lady like gliding over their head and she was angry and they ran as fast as they could back home. But yeah, she said that she had blocked that memory out and both her and her sister remembered it around. It's just really weird. Yeah, it was very weird for you. I was very, I was like, oh my gosh. Very creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, your uncle is like the TikTok that's like, call the ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> She's back, but she's not going to get me. <laughs> Uh, oh man that was that yeah i again i i believe in ghosts like mm-hmm. pretty fully i believe in ghosts mm-hmm. um i believe i'm fairly i don't know bigfoot is like a needle that just like swings wildly all I the time i just want him to exist yeah i, just, I yeah. want him to have a good time josh's mom who listens thank you for listening but she she texts me a lot about uh, there is a museum in Humboldt where they're from that has a so when I go back to Humboldt that's my first stop. <laughs> go to the Bigfoot Museum. That is the that is the best first stop to make. I think so. <laughs> um, he lives there. Yeah, I I also believe in aliens like wholeheartedly. Oh yeah, number one fear for sure. So I was thinking because I said it back. <laughs> That's so many things the, between like November and April where I think I was in a weird headspace 
And I said, I don't care. Aliens can come and fade. I'm ready. I'm 100% ready. I don't care. Because <laughs> I was like, I wasn't in a good headspace. I yeah. was ready for the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like, I don't know. We were talking about this before we started recording, but definitely more unhinged. Um, it was bad. The one that just got uploaded. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening and you listened to the one that got uploaded August 9th, that one was bad. I think I... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I haven't listened back to it yet. It's been a while. It's been a very long time like yeah. since that was recorded. So I think it was January. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to listen back. But I... I still think about the um, witch hunter, the oh. <laughs> that guy, and I the remember like sobbing. Heinrich. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, like I kept thinking that was my cousin's name, and it yeah. wasn't. <laughs> His name is actually I don't know. We call him Hank, so I don't. I actually don't remember his real. <laughs> he was you know. born like last year. I should remember. It's out. It's gone. <laughs> it happened during... I feel like we need to, like, come up with a name for that I period of time. Out. The dark time or, like... I feel like it was fun, though. I had a really it good was, time. I had a great time. I think yeah. I was just... You know, the, the, the TikTok shifting? I think I was sort of doing that. But, like, just reading a lot of fan fiction and then not... Yeah. <laughs> the fact that when I, I just went back to work, the fact that I will sit in my office right now and be like, it, again, I'm going to relate it back to TikTok, but be like, when you realize that you are like, live, have lived and are living still pretty much in a pandemic. And it's like, the, oh, Lord, <laughs> I think I'm like, like I was in my house, like I didn't go anywhere. I was quarantining yeah. and stuff, but I think I just like, I don't, went somewhere. Me too. <laughs> I went, I just like oh I don't know man it was a weird yeah and I knew in my head it's like I'm talking about Pedro Pascal way too much but I couldn't stop and like okay <laughs> I understand I was right there with you I stop I want a book I there's no way I'll ever be able to have the attention span to do it but a book of all of the Star Wars like text we have between oh. each other because it was it would be a book yeah like a literal book yeah but the issue with our theories is that neither of us knew as much and so like yeah very mean it's some things were debunked I'm surprised that <laughs> although yeah. I said this I probably mentioned this before but like the the theory I had was that like Chewie and Han were friends with benefits, and I bring that up uh, probably once every week. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I was I watched oh god, what's the six or the seventh movie called? Whatever the 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 newest the trilogy. Not a new hope, or yeah, is that not no, 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 the not trilogy? Good. The new trilogy, the first one of the new trilogy. I don't remember what it's called. Um. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. I, I was watching it with my mom, and then she, I kept making the joke that, like, Han and Chewie, and then she was, like, she thought, I was talking about Oscar Isaac's character, Poe, she thought his name was, was Pond, and so, like, she was really on board, she's like, yeah, that makes sense, and I was like, okay, and then I was like, 
oh, is it hot? It's Han. And she she says, oh, no, no, no. Han is homophobic. And I was like, what? (laughs) I can see it, though. I can see both both sides of that story. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay. And then she wanted to play a game where I gave her a character and she would tell me if the character would sleep with Chewie and she would give me her she's only seen two Star Wars movies in the span of like 40 years but you know I would believe her she just chose Lando who she said she's like well they already had a thing like in the first movie and I was like it's interesting knowledge that you have (laughs) good call I'm Uh, sorry what (laughs) oh man um <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, back to my disclaimer. Yeah. Here's my note. I said I make fun of stuff I genuinely like also. So when I'm making yeah. fun of this stuff, just know that this is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. I probably believe in uh-huh. like whatever it is that I'm making fun of at least a little bit. Yeah. Um I never hold things outside of the realm of possibility. So that was my disclaimer. I was like, I feel like I've probably made fun of a lot of things in the past episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do people know that I... We, we bullied the doll, man. I really hope he never listens. Me too. <laughs> I think about that a lot also. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> but I do think I stick to some of my comments, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry that we bullied you, but when I take it back, <laughs> I will apologize for hurting your feelings because I genuinely don't want to do that. No. But as someone who was also bullied as a child, I was bullied horribly, but I'm still like, you know, my mom it, always says when people are have too much confidence, they don't have an older brother. They don't have an older brother. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, I don't think my brother is the one who bullied me, really. But, <laughs> but I will say, like, I don't know. Bullying really does like Work. make you. Yeah, it makes you. At least, like, it messes you up horribly does, inside. Yeah. But on the outside, you can I take was, like, it off. For like three years of how horribly bullied I was, but at least I know. I just. Need to chill at parties or something like I don't know. Exactly. I'm like, like, am I 27 and have a lot of issues? I just bury still. Yes, <laughs> but can I take it when somebody is making fun of things that I like so well, so well? <laughs> I just, I think I told you I was bullied or whatever. I was bullied a lot, but I was also really my chat. Made me laugh really hard. I was telling you, I was like, yeah, when people used to bully me, I'd be really aggressive. And then I also was literally a head taller than everyone else. And did. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure you weren't the bully? Because the way you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was really funny. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, everybody just get bullied at some point. If you haven't been bullied, try it out. <laughs> I, had, I have two friends and they told me 
well, yeah, bullying doesn't exist. I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're happy for them. <laughs> the life I would lead. Uh, it'd be really weird. Not that I'm not already, but I'd be so much weirder. <laughs> I had so many carrying around my dog encyclopedia. I had no friends, and I had a dog encyclopedia when I was seven. Did you have one too? I, did. I was really into like dog breeds and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And each time I'll be like, oh, it's a blah, blah. And Josh is like, I don't know. Not everyone carrying around a dog encyclopedia. And I was like, they should have. <laughs> this is why I swear people, I'm like, I'll talk to my therapist. And I'm like, probably the person I relate most to in the world is Nicole. <laughs> and it's because we find out stuff like this randomly where it's like, yeah, I also had a dog encyclopedia. <laughs> when you have a dog (laughs) you also had a sock hop like 50s 50s rock phase for a minute (laughs) doesn't everyone (laughs) oh man oh all right welcome back to mothman is our friend the (laughs) podcast where nicole and megan find out that they are so much more like than they ever think every time (laughs) oh man okay or a photography. Yeah. Uh, this comes straight from Adobe.com. The creators of hit favorites like Photoshop and Lightroom. <laughs> it says, from Charlie Watts, an aura photographer. Aura photography was born out of Curlian photography, named after Soviet inventor Semyon Curlian. And Curlian photography is essentially when you electrify an object and photograph the electrical discharge. Mm-hmm. So... Again, they're basically manipulating the electromagnetic field, but this time it's so that the colors can translate into photos, which begs the question, why are ghosts not colorful in photos? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The setup of aura photography takes very expensive equipment. Adobe says it can get up to $16,000. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, what in... God's name, because yeah. when I'm about to read what it's made up of, it's I'm like, I feel like someone could make this probably in the basement. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's made up of a special camera. That's all he said. Special mm-hmm. camera and hand plates and a dark area. Just have to be in a dark area. So when the subject what? Is, do what? What are hand plates? But so I I'm I think they're just like. <laughs> metal plates okay you put your hands on them and they read the energy you're putting out so that gets like the energy is like picked up around you mm-hmm. and when the camera reads it which i'm assuming it just like is photographing electric mm-hmm. fields um it gets translated into color okay and that is like the aura photography science uh-huh. Uh, so the meanings that Adobe has for their colors are kind of the same meanings as the ones from earlier, but there's like a couple descriptors mm-hmm. thrown around. Uh, but it does not say that the colors like are centered around specific areas. Mm-hmm. So 
not again we're back to the the question of what does that mean where mm-hmm. what are the areas and what are the colors um but yeah so there are some some facts on auras still not 100 <laughs> percent clear. yeah i still don't really know that's just what my research led me to um as with most of these well i don't know yeah i i say most of it I thought I knew what I was going into research. And then as soon as I started, I was like, this is not at all what I thought it was. Everything I knew before is uh-huh. not true. Um, but yeah, so that is auras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. a little unhinged this week, but. It's not as bad as last not, time. It was yeah. about an hour and a half. I don't know who's going to listen to that. It was an hour and a half. And I would say 50 of it was me especially was having a Josh was like you're really going off on this and I was like am I and he's like yeah I was like is it bad and he was like um it's fine um I was like oh <laughs> well I will say um when we record episodes I am very afraid I'm like we don't have a set time that we try and record to yeah, yeah. so I'm always like my big fear in life is I'm like, oh my God, I'm only going to have like 10 minutes of stuff. I usually have like four pages of notes. I try to get like three to yeah. four pages of notes just so that I know myself like kind of the area will land in. I won't just be 10 minutes, but whenever we go on tangents, it makes me feel better. <laughs> Maybe not anyone in the audience, but it makes me feel better because I'm like, oh yeah, it'll, it'll be a good episode because it'll be long. <laughs> That's so. all you need. All right. <clears throat> All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Okay. Oh, no. Wait.